Would you like me to put on an accent? You should. <laughs> <laughs> this is this is going air, man. Who are we talking to? Yeah. Okay. So my name is Jimmy Nichols. The Giant Thinkers. Giant Thinkers. Giant Thinkers podcast. Hey guys, welcome to the show. I'm Ram Castillo, and in this podcast, I'm bringing to you top experts from various industries worldwide to learn from their success and to help us become better designers, creatives, and giant thinkers. Hey guys, welcome to the second episode of the Giant Thinkers podcast. I'm super excited to bring to you a very unique guest to the show. In particular, what this person represents has inspired me and thousands of others globally for many years now and continues to do so today. He grew up in rural New South Wales, Australia, but now lives in Sydney. He surfs every day. He's a copywriter by trade, a lover of Nutella. I mean, you can tell a lot about a person by the type of sandwich spread they're into, can't you? Um, he has traveled the world, been part of a huge photography exhibition in London recently, has a massive appetite for creativity, and is just an overall nice guy and a lover of life. On top of that, he's most known for starting a non-profit health promotion charity called Beard Season which is an invitation to get a skin check and become an ambassador in the fight against melanoma. Now, melanoma is one of the deadliest cancers in the world, killing over 46,000 people a year. According to skincancer.org, each year there are more new cases of skin cancer than the combined incidence of cancers of the breast, prostate, lung, and colon. There's a lot covered in this episode, so I won't give too much away. We dig deep, we share stories, there's a ton of useful advice, we uh, have a few laughs, and I'm sure you're going to enjoy this one. So it's a great pleasure to introduce to you Scott Mags, aka Jimmy Niggles. Welcome, Mr. Jimmy Niggles, also known as Beard Season online the man with the million dollar beard as they they call it uh whose whose actual name is scott mags of all names thanks for joining us here mate um on the giant thinkers podcast ram castillo it is an absolute pleasure <laughs> um I'm, I'm so glad that you could join us here today mate um to kick things off what is the most ridiculous thing you've ever done apart from agreeing to be on this podcast um <clears throat> That's a very big question. <laughs> well, Starting strong. <laughs> well, the other day, this isn't the most ridiculous, but it's the first one that springs to mind. We were having a chat about nudie runs the other day. And, nice. Um, I don't know how we got onto it. Oh, what, we were trying to discuss what the difference between a flasher and a nudie run person <laughs> was. Um, and basically I was just recounting a story how um, in, uh, at a certain uh, ski resort in Canada um, during the judging interval at a major ski event um, where the world's best skiers were competing at the end of the season, um, I may or may not have jumped the, <laughs> jumped the rail and uh, did a, a nudie run in front of the entire village. Awesome. Well, you got you to do it once, don't you? Yeah, it was. It worked out actually pretty good. I should have scored some points for it. I jumped up onto the box and did like a three hundred and sixty, and then slid down the kind of rail. Um, yeah, it was. It was pretty elaborate. You, you, you got a perfect score potentially. Oh uh, yeah, that's what I, you're I trying to say. So. Yeah, the skiers were like chasing after him. I'm like, yeah, you got to pick up your game, guys. Unreal, unreal. No, I, I like that. You know, you can tell a lot about a person <laughs> by the by the types of uh, things that they've done. Nudie runs up there. I've, I, you know, I think. Yeah, I may or may not have done one at some point too um, that involved, uh, <laughs> you know, uh, a roundabout and um, certain time in uh, schoolies. But um, so, look, we'll, we'll get straight into it. Um, for those that uh, aren't aware of uh, your background, you know, how you grew up and, and, and that type of thing, what, what kind of kid were you growing up? And can you give us a background of, of you know, your, your life as a child? Yeah, well, um, I grew up on a farm. Um, it sounds like I'm an animal. Um, 
Yeah, basically, uh, mum and dad uh, lived out in rural New South Wales, um, very high country, higher than um, cause, uh, higher than Jindabyne, which is a very high town. Anyway, um, which is probably why I'm so good at growing hair. Um, and, and my little brother, Ben, and basically we just had free reign on this property where we could kind of ride horses and when it snowed we could slide down the hill and um, kind of helped out on the farm and learn about, you know, everything. And yeah, life cool. And so how was school like then for you? Was it? Oh, yeah, we had to travel know? like 45. I was ages away at school but um, kind of mum and dad made one, were really keen for us to go to good schools and um, kind of came for me to get a scholarship and kind of, yeah, went to this school um, and, yeah, it was fantastic. Um, all boys school and kind of while I was there, it went through like heaps of changes and became co-ed and like we went from cadets to Duke of Edinburgh and very outdoorsy and strict and um, <laughs> uh, playful when no one was watching. So, yeah, we got into a lot of mischief and learned a lot, great teachers and, um, yeah. And you, you sticked around uh, the same kind of area in high school? Yeah, uh, so we went from school and then kind of wanted to flee the coop and went on a gap year to England and worked at an outdoor activity centre and then um, with 30 other gap students, which was pretty awesome, and then came back um to australia and went to the australian national university in canberra um for four years which was right what did you um, study there yeah so did a bachelor of commerce okay uh yeah at school i really liked um economics and uh english and geography and kind of art and um commerce seemed like the perfect all-round degree which opened a lot of doors but what didn't jam you into just one Interesting. Okay. So yeah, and I within that I did marketing management and international business. Unreal. So um, I actually uh, usually do this at the end of the show, but I'd like to give listeners who haven't seen this beard of yours an idea of how impressive it is. So where can they find you online to see to see photos? Uh, well, if you're on, I think if if you have a mobile telephony device. Um, which is internet enabled. Um, you can download <laughs> a magnificent app called Instagram, and um, on that um, you type in beard season, just one word, and not yeah, just beard season, and you'll find our kind of social media platform. Perfect. Where we do a lot of our kind of communications. Sure. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, guys, get get on that while you're listening to this. Uh, j- just to, to uh, give you a bit of a visual on on who who we're uh, here with today, um, and uh, to further put things in context for those that um, haven't uh, followed you on your journey, uh, can you share with us your story on what beard season is and how it came about? Okay. And uh, yeah, what kind of sp- inspired you to start it? Well, um, when I was at um, ANU in in, in Canberra at university, we um, we had a great bun- bunch of mates there and one of them, his name is uh, Wes Bonnie, and um, basically he um, died at the age of 26 from uh, melanoma. He had a little spot on his neck that he didn't realise was um, uh, bad as it was and um, it kind of um, spread into his system and um, he got a pretty severe brain tumour which um, ended up taking his life. So um, at his funeral we kind of decided we needed to start something just because like for the fact that he was so young and it crept up on us and him so quickly, it was a horrific kind of thing to die from and um, we were like, we need to do something. So we kind of did a bit of research and found that the Melanoma Institute in Australia does fantastic research um, and the Cancer Council and other organisations like that um, do a phenomenal job of um, encouraging people to wear sunscreen and cover up from, you know, the sun and wear hats and stay inside and stuff. Um, 
but no one was out there encouraging people to get skin checks. So we're like, we need to do that. Right. Prevention's better than cure. Well, yeah, a lot of, especially for melanoma. So melanoma is one of the deadliest cancers in the world, one of the most vicious. And, um, but on the flip side, it's also one of the most treatable if it's detected early. So this kind of fed into our theory that, you know, we can cover off this skin check message. And when we were sitting at, at the bar at his wake, we were kind of wondering how do we get to these people? And um, our, the main people that die from melanoma are age 18 to 45, mostly male because they think they're bulletproof and they don't go into a doctor and say, what's this? So we're like, we need to speak to them. And um, we found these farmers in the corner of the bar had amazing wizard beards like and we're like why doesn't anyone our age grow beards so we're like let's do that we can cover up and use them as a conversation starter and every winter we'll grow beards and then challenge more people to get a skin check and grow a beard as well and it's kind of grown excuse the pun into what beard season is today so we have over 57 or 58,000 followers on Instagram, um, a fair few on Facebook and Twitter, and then we've got thousands of ambassadors all around the world who have signed up on our website, beardseason.com. And more importantly, we're getting letters from people at least once a week now from um, people who have gone in and get, got skin checks um, and found melanoma, which could have killed them if they didn't find out. So, Yeah, okay. So... It was almost serendipitous that you saw the wizards in the in the bar um, as such. I mean, it's it's not an everyday sort of uh, connector to kind of go, all right, you know, our good friend has passed away from this cancer um, to pay tribute and to uh, help others not experience the same thing. Uh, let's raise awareness. I mean, there are so many other avenues that you, you could have done, but yet you've gone something that <laughs> is often, I mean, you know, the, those ideas, those gems of, of being a, a little bit like, hold on, how does that relate? You know? Um, it's a very loose connection. Isn't it? Yeah. But, but it can't, it works. Yeah. It yeah. works. I think the people in the corner of the bar might've been Doc and Marty from uh, Back to the Future, <laughs> just like with, big fake pizza but um like this is five years ago mm. and we had no idea that this phenomenon of the beard would become such a big thing over the last couple of years that it has been and um for some reason like i just decided to keep growing mine because i was like this is important it's working we need to keep it going so i was like i'm not shaving i'm just gonna keep keep going <laughs> and um and all of a sudden this kind of subculture of beards has just become kind of mainstream now and it's not unusual for someone to roll up to a work in, you know, um, currency trading and have an amazing beard and their boss is not bad an eyelid. An eyelid, it's fantastic. So the more that we can kind of get them accepted and get them working for us, the better. Yeah. No, I, I love that. I think um, as a as a cultural um you know right right place right people right time it's it's certainly working for you um and and has only uh continued its success um now i've got to ask you in in terms of planning and and strategizing i guess um when you decided okay i'm going to completely commit to raising awareness through an army of beards um you know was it kind of like i all right i need to really put in a certain plan in place to um implement this or was it more like i'll see what happens and just roll with it <laughs> um i think we tried to do a little bit of, well, we, we did a lot of research which helped feed the idea and how it would work and I suppose we've been exposed to a lot of things in a similar space and coming from an advertising background, that helps. Um, so all the background that you have helps feed your ideas subconsciously. Um, but I suppose a lot of it has been 
just an organic process. Mm. Um, but yeah, because now it's a it's a charity. It's officially yes. so we're in the books. Yeah, we're fully registered. We got um, we had someone really help us out to get our um, applications processed, and we've got a lot of good support now um, from some key people um, who have seen the results. And I suppose the way that it's grown. Um, I've tried to try and get a lot of key advisors along the way, which really, really helps. And I suppose a lot of that has just been reaching out to people that I've, I've seen and looked at and gone, okay, you've done a lot here. How can I ask you about that and how can that help where we're at now? And um, the more that I find you reach out to people like that, the more it drives your idea and pushes it in a what in the right direction because all of a sudden you're accountable mm. and you have to come back to them in a month's time and go, well, I did this and they were going, well, did it work or not? And that pushes you because, yeah, that accountability I think really makes your idea evolve. Sure. So you, you in effect had these mentors um, that would direct you uh, to fast track the the uh, the success and, and to kind of not do the same mistakes that they potentially have done, whether they've built a business themselves or built a charity themselves. Yeah, and I think they'll help feed um, opportunities as well for you to put your idea to the test or take that next leap and launch it at this location mm. or as part of this event or, you know, like there's so many other people who have who want to help because they've been there, done that then you need to kind of help feed their goals just as much as you can feed yours. Yeah, I think um, there's something really important that you just touched on there, which is asking. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's like, like that's one of our golden rules is never be afraid to ask questions. Yeah, um, yeah, I completely agree with that. Yeah, I think. Yeah, the worst they can say is no and the best they can, like, you know, it just pushes you. The fact that you're up there asking that person or asking a thousand people can kind of, yeah, yeah, that's what makes you. You know, I've, I've interviewed uh, a couple of people on Giant Thinkers um, through blog posts, uh, one of which is Matt Eastwood, who's the, um, the global chief creative officer of um, JWT. And I just, it was one of those moments where it's like, okay, who can I get that is at such a high level um, and I'll start there. I kid you not, I sent him an email, he replied, within half a day that's so good and he just said would love to contribute um send me the answer send me the questions and i'll and i'll shoot you some answers yeah so yeah i think there's a, there's a huge lesson there to, to ask and not be afraid um because the worst that, that can happen is for them to say no and that's actually not a bad thing um and and you're not going to regret it afterwards um so can you take us through some basic steps involved in in getting beard season off the ground from a charity point of view um was it a lot of hard work or what what was involved it's pretty hard work and just the fact that you have to i mean you have to write your constitution and have all your kind of laws and all your paperwork together which any organization should so that was a learning process in itself um and make sure your budget's super tight and your goals and plans are all written down and and how you want it, how you need to execute them. So the whole strat- the whole process of putting your organization together, I mean, whether it's to apply for a charity status or to, you know, put a business plan in front of someone and get funding, um, it ultimately makes your business or organization better. So that process was great for us and it kind of came at a key time for us last year before we started putting bigger things together like our exhibition in London. But um, basically um, I think, yeah, have some key advisors and don't be afraid to show people what you've put together. A lot of people work, you can't see through the podcast, but when you're shielding <laughs> yeah. at, at school and you're trying to protect your answers. Yeah, you're hiding it from the from the guy that's looking yeah, on the like seat. Blow that, t- put your work in front of as many people as you can even if you don't take it on board, it'll help yeah. develop that thing. I think there's definitely a learning there for anyone, whether they're potentially starting a business, whether they're even wanting to freelance and to um, 
I guess, learnings from from anyone that uh, wants to improve their their work in general. I think show as many people, let them tell, tear it apart, let them see the loopholes, show it to people that are experienced who can improve it or give suggestions. And I guess it's up to you at the end of the day if you want to uh, take that on board. But um, I guess it's just the only way to reach that next level. Yeah. Essentially, it's collaboration. Yeah. And that's what I'm, I think with beard season is my next big challenge is to how to um, scale and how to collaborate with, how to enable people around the world to take parts of it and move it on their own. Because at the moment we've, it's been very grassroots, you call it, mm. but it has been a lot about me, which it shouldn't be. It should be about, I mean, it's about the story of the beard and all the people that I've met and been pointing to, yeah. as you'll see in, on Instagram, um, which is great. But I think we're at a stage now where we've got great kind of brand awareness. Um, there's a lot of people around the world that know about it um, and companies and different organisations are keen to kind of get on board. And this is where it's time to enable people to work for it rather than kind of to be insular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. being so, more inclusive. So that's the next challenge. Yeah. Which I have no idea how to do, but hopefully <laughs> <laughs> we will. Yeah. Um, that actually uh, fits in nicely with the next area I was about to talk about. You've you've built such a huge global community um, in five years. Um, now, did you ever imagine it to grow to this degree? I mean, you started in Australia, yes, but now you've you've launched in the UK. Uh, there's people involved all over now. Uh, did you ever think about um, you know the the success of it? Like, what what's at the heart of this success? Do you think? Um, well, we de- I think we need more people. Yep. Oh. <laughs> For sure. Okay. I mean, uh, yeah, we've we've got a long way, but there's um, there's a lot of, yeah, we're we're getting there. Um, and I think the core, the thing with um, social media, and which has driven a lot of our awareness, um, is that you can actually see the response. So likes, as much as they're pretty subjective, um, you can use that as a pretty good measure of how things are going and it's interesting on to watch other brands do it from a higher level um, in the field in terms of what they think will work kind of a lot of the time doesn't I mean I think the human element to the to the story is is hugely important and integrity and just genuine characters which is kind of reassuring because the more we go digital and the bigger we get um the more these kind of human-based um, truths count, mm. which is really good. Yeah, I think um, it, when you mentioned the integrity part and it really all of this, in my mind, falls under authenticity and, and being genuine. Uh, you know, otherwise you, you wouldn't have uh, grown a following, uh, with, especially with Instagram and, and people commenting and investing their time going, hey, you you actually encouraged me or my partner to get a skin check and we actually found, uh, you know, early stages of, of melanoma or whatever it is. Um, y- you know, I think it is really contributing to, um, to a life-changing um, improvement and, and I think at the heart of any brand it's really about um, how is it Im- improving uh my life and how is it um, a part of my story? Well, if you're not around, you won't have one. You, you know, I think. Yeah, it's not like oh, it's I like enjoyed a tasty beverage at lunchtime. Yeah, it's like no, um, it's I like, actually went and uh, got a check, and that probably saved my life. Exactly. So. Yeah, it's one of those. It's it's almost such a huge disruption, isn't it? The beard. Yeah. In in that it's probably helped. Yeah. But it's been so in a good way. Yeah. The disruption is <laughs> it's kind of like it's so ownable that okay, well, the beard represents 
you getting a skin check and that ultimately getting it regularly as well. You know, personally, I know a whole ton of people that just never get a skin check. Yeah. Well, a lot of our close friends have found stuff because like, and it's taken them a year to get it, to finally get a check. Like it's a big ask to go, oh, follow us, like some, like, you know, if you like, if you like our photos, great. Um, You know, I might put up a message, which is a bit more direct every now and then. Um, but to ask someone to take time out of work and go to a doctor and get something that they might have thought was weird, get checked. That's a huge ask. Like we're not selling a packet of chips here. Yeah. Like or, you know, it's a, and it's a big ask and it's kind of, I mean, which is a harder thing to convert, but the conversion is so real and tangible that we kind of wanted, mm. which, which, which is, yeah, if you can have good results that you know i think that helps a lot yeah yeah in terms of your instagram you mentioned uh you point the finger at at them uh in a good way it's uh it's a bit of a trademark you also do the hashtag grow on i I noticed now um you have taken a ton of photos with people that you have conversations with whether it's literally 10 seconds that you've you know bumped into them on the street or whether you're at an event or a social gathering or anywhere uh can you tell us about your thinking uh behind this because as most of us know content is king it is a huge part of um of giving delight and meaning to to people um and they often see all types of bids through the people that you um, <laughs> interact with. Uh, and you, you, you also do this cool thing where you, um, you give them a nickname, you <laughs> uh, give it a little snapshot in the caption of, this, of their story, uh, which I think is great. W- what's your thought process around that? <laughs> well, um, when I started... When I started growing my beard, um, I decided that I'd take a photo every day with someone that I'd meet and t- tell the story to and just to kind of keep a diary and to keep me accountable to myself. Um, and, it, like, it kind of all happened out of um, necessity that it's, like, basically a photo takes two seconds to write a little thing which is, you know, this is Ram, his is a fantastic designer by the book, um, <laughs> like a sentence at least about each person um, is like a pretty easy, efficient but effective because I've tagged you. People can click on your link and find out who you are and then each post is the same so there's like minimal thought process gone into it apart from how am I going to make this funny or interesting or bring out a bit of someone's character in one sentence. And to, to keep that going has been a really, I don't know, it happened to be very easy on, on me to kind of keep, keep that thing alive. Mm. And the old advertising point, which you, you look at any ad from the uh, 50s onwards, um, the point kind of features a lot. So I was like, I'm going to trademark this point and just every single photo point at the person. And the idea is that anyone I point to is hereby challenged to get a check. And the fact that, sure, I'm, I'm in the photos, but it's more about all the people that my beard has met along the way. So it's basically about everyone that is has been tagged or that I've talked to and then they can spread the message themselves. So ultimately we'd love like millions of people doing their own point and making that like a challenge and I don't know. Yeah. If that can be a thing, that would be awesome. There you go. The challenge is out there, guys. <laughs> I'm now pointing <laughs> down the microphone. The, 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 point, the pointing has now been uh, moved to you. Now, um, you mentioned you have, and, and if you guys haven't already seen, almost 58,000 followers on Instagram uh, and, a, and a strong presence online in, in other channels. Uh, what advice can you give to designers and creatives looking to build their social media following? Are there any principles they should be thinking about when it comes to content? Um, 
Mm. <laughs> have a massive exhibition in London and spend a lot of money with a brilliant photographer and get 35,000 people through the door. That's, um, I think, plan, plan, um, actually, first of all, work out what you do or want or, or do well and um, work out how you can represent that and share it with people. And I think that goes across anything. Um, and to make it, I mean, try, try and think about quality all the time as well. Like don't just, I mean, unless you're like an Uber Duber celebrity and you can just put a piece of pizza up and <laughs> go blah, blah, blah and put a pitch like I'm Miley Cyrus, um, that could be cool as well. Um, but try and think about quality yeah. when you're doing it. And um, basically like would you be interested in this? stuff that mm. you're putting out because like the thing about content these days is that everyone wants to produce content so we're literally drowning in content so unless it's like unless you think it's worth it then i don't know yeah rethink it i think um <laughs> yeah essentially it, it with the quality comes value and if you're looking at it and you're like well it's a shot of my coffee Everyone else on my feet has just shot their coffee. It's kind of like, what? How am I contributing to a a point of difference and b? Um, how is that improving my brand? So you're absolutely right. You know, figuring out who you are and what your message is to to others. Um, you know, if you're a designer, I guess it's like, well, post post your work. You know, post more of your work or yeah. the stuff that you're um, you're you're doing, whether it's out. If you're gonna post a social gathering, you know it's probably best you post the event that you went to, or the conference that you went to, or you know what what you learnt from that. Um, and 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 it's also probably which you do really well uh, the the consistency. You, you know, if if you only did a couple of the the finger pointing with yeah. uh, different beard people, but then you kind of just showed and then cry that you didn't make it. What you I did, mean, yeah, because yeah, you know, you, well, you're what people probably don't know you as well. You're, you're a big surfer. You're into the ocean, the beach, and um, you live that lifestyle. But you know, we wouldn't see um, photos of you surfing every day. You know, so although there are different parts of parts of your personality, it's kind of like well you know, this is the beard season channel and, and this is what, um, the message is and I'm going to stay true to that and everything really reaffirms the, uh, the mission. Yeah. That's cool. Um, now since its inception, where has the cause taken you now? Have you met any celebrity ambassadors? We know that, uh, you mentioned project, uh, 60 as, as we call it, you mentioned the, the uh, photography exhibition in London, mm. huge. Um, it's just exploded. Um, can you tell us a bit about these these things? You, you know, since since you started, it's it's grown to to all of this. Um, I guess engagement at another level. Yeah. So um, a few years ago, I met a photographer. His name's Mr. Elbank, one of the best photographers I've ever met, um, and. He took a portrait, put it on the internet, in a few hours it had 545,000 reblogs. He's like, I like the cause, how can I help? He came up with this idea called Project 60, um, which basically um, is to make a pack of playing cards with um, some of the best beards in the world on the faces. I've got a pack here. Um, and we kept this secret for 18 months and um, basically went out there and said we're looking for the world's best beards. And people applied. We had thousands of applications from around the world. They applied. Brock sorted through everything and um, kind of got these incredible people involved, including, you know, Sir John Hurt. Um, you might know Nick Wooster, Style Icon, um, some incredible kind of like rock gods, models, farmers, um, you know, uh, the most diverse range of people but the most diverse range of characters with beards. And they they flew themselves. We didn't have any budget all the way to England to get shot. Wow. We basically um, had this epic series on our hands and we're like, we need to showcase this. So we managed to uh, show it at one of the most prestigious galleries in the UK, which is Somerset House. We had that for a month and... 
it's apparently gone really well. Um, we had like lots of press and PR and kind of just been working frantically for a year and a bit to make it all come together. And um, we're putting the challenge out now to keep the series going and to photograph some like I think we want to go to LA next and we're on the hunt for people like Jeff Bridges, Daniel Day-Lewis, um, you know, Brad Pitt, um, <laughs> people with ZC Top. You know, we want like very, very, we've reached the level of fame now with the beard exhibition and we want famous people with beards to yeah. help spread the word and become our ambassadors on a, on a bigger level. I think that's where we're going. Yeah. Okay. That's awesome. And congratulations. I mean, you know, it's, it has taken, I'm sure a lot of work, um, especially, uh, just liaising and logistically with so many people and, uh, organizing, uh, the opportunity to, to kind of be shown at such a prestigious, uh, gallery. I think, I think mate, kudos to you. That's, um, great effort for you and, and, everyone involved too and the fact that they've they paid for their own airfare and all this yeah. to i mean that that really speaks volumes yeah it's cool we have one guy from texas um alan jenkins i think who got his got a passport for the very first time and flew overseas for the first time to come over and and do it it's crazy and we yeah we had to get um we had a lovely lady by the name of hanam kerr a mm. um she has polycystic ovarian syndrome, so she grows hair like a dude. Um, but, like, the fact that we managed to get in touch with her and then that she was keen and she's just the most incredible human I've met in a long time and basically she's just own, owning this thing after going through hell and bullying in school and stuff. She's become this kind of icon positive body image icon so she's our queen of hearts which is why we needed to shoot her we needed queen yeah so i don't know i think it's um the fact that we put ourselves out there from the start and it led into this crazy thing that which we yeah. never foreseen um was good that was a good lesson yeah that kind of gave me a bit of goosebumps actually because i think you know when's all been when all's been said and done I think if you've helped someone uh, and you've helped many now through this cause, but someone to probably a place that you probably would never have seen as your target market, <laughs> you know, um, a female who um, has grown a beard, uh, the photo itself is absolutely majestic. Yeah, it's um, it's in the National Portrait Prize this year. I'm for in australia I'm there you go, go. this weekend yep so national portrait prize and her name is what was that again hanam kerr hanam kerr yeah k-a-u-r yeah uh, and uh feel free to to check out the the series uh online where can they see project uh, 60 or snaps of i know it's been featured on huffington post and all sorts yeah uh, um it is if you just search for project 60 or beard season it's um on our website now and our shop has just gone um live so you can buy the pack and support the cause and find out more about everything yeah um awesome yeah yeah uh, definitely take a look at the uh the the shots by brock Bank. Yep. Um, they're truly magical. Now, um, you've launched Beard Season first in Australia. You've launched it in the UK. Uh, have you launched it yet in, in the States? I know a lot of people listening are from, from the States. Yeah, so the States is in our sites. Basically, um, a couple of the guys from the series um, that we shot are from America, a fair few actually. And a huge amount of people that um, know about us are from America, which is amazing. Um, and they're kind of, America's definitely our next goal. Um, and what I want to do is work with some people who know how to make apps and help us with our website to gamify your beard season mission. So every winter when we challenge dudes to grow their beard, we want to be able to measure how many people they've challenged to get skin checks and then reward those people through brand partnerships in a gamified kind of way. So 
I can go, oh, yeah, I grew my beard for winter and, um, you know, I've got some, I don't know, what's an amazing brand in America? Um, <laughs> uh, don't shoot me, guys, but um, uh, Abercrombie, Abercrombie and Fitch okay. or something like that. Yeah, so say them or Tommy Hilfiger. I got Tommy Hilfiger. Guy. I met that guy the other day. There you uh, go. Well, yeah. Did you really? Yeah, in LA. Just casually? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's good. So say Tommy Hilfiger goes, we'll give you a weekend at our lodge. For the best person in LA that recommends dudes get to for people to get skin checks. Um, and if we can launch that at the same time as we do an LA series where we have, you know, best beards in Hollywood um, at Ace Gallery, if you're listening, we'd <laughs> like to exhibit there. Um, you know, we can get another 35,000 or more people through the door and being part of the story. And um, I think America's like a massive focus for us next year just um and the end of this year just because they're like um melanoma rates are ridiculous and it's very unrepresented so fantastic yeah so for those of you listening um most of you are from the states so if if you want to get involved get in touch with jimmy niggles beard season uh you know if if you want me to connect you with him feel free to shoot me an email whatever you want uh if there's any way that you can help if you know someone if you yeah, i'm if selling you, my beard too if you if you know anyone who's in the market for that he's buy that from a million yes this is <laughs> this is true do you want to do you want to quickly explain explain the um, million uh, million dollar beard? I've just been growing it for so long, and I'm like, what am I going to do with this bloody thing? So <laughs> I'm like, oh, I can't just shave it off tomorrow. Like that'd be ridiculous. So I was like, I'm going to sell it, and then we basically beard season doesn't ask anyone for money. Um, it's all focused on action. So now that we're at this level, we need money to grow. Another good pun. But um, and so I was like, I'm going to sell my beard, and then it, that can go to us as, as an organization to go global in a big way we've done all this with nothing so imagine what we've got with a million so we're looking for brands philanthropists in angel investors who really want to you know get behind a good cause and help be part of the story if you are one of those people <laughs> uh do get in touch with with jimmy i'm um, sure they are you've got a great audience <laughs> th- thank you thank you very much um they are fantastic um now some people might not know uh, this, but you're also a very talented copywriter. <laughs> how, how I didn't d- write a book though. <laughs> I mean, geez, this is great. If you read Ram's book, I tell you what, don't skip ahead, but the ending is phenomenal. I mean, yeah, talk about multi-talented. This guy's <laughs> incredible. So yeah, thank, I, thank I, you. I, I do do copywriting full time. So Beard Season's like when I have time, but yes. It's, I'm kind of leading a double life, hence the two names. Yeah. But, yeah. So I was going to ask you, how, how do you balance that work life, personal life and, and beard season responsibilities? Um, you just don't sleep. <laughs> yeah, my girlfriend doesn't like it that much. But um, I don't know. I mean, I just, I'm pretty stubborn and I just stay up super late and I just try and get it done. Um, and it would be good to have a bit more time for both. But um, I kind of just don't – I want to give 100% to both things, mm. um, which I'm, it's been working so far, but this is why if we can put on more people to be, to head up different parts of what we're doing with beard season, then that would be great. But um, I don't know. Just do it. Yeah. Nike. Um, <laughs> Subliminal messaging. <laughs> Yeah, I don't, yeah, just 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 don't worry and do it. Yeah, I mean, I mean it's everyone's got side projects and the only way you're going to make them bigger is by Yeah. I don't know. Well, you hit hit the well, you hit the nail on the head. Essentially, it's like don't don't think about it. Just do it already. It's I think yeah. you know, it's it's one of those things where you, it's more painful. It should be more painful for you to procrastinate you know the, 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 there's gonna be a point where you're like right you know it's time to bite the bullet time and, keeps on and it's you know and whether it's whether it's all right let's set up my website yeah it's not gonna be great yeah you'd rather but it's something rejoice in a failure than i don't know cry mm. in an inattempted 
Well done, I love that. This week, attempts. Yeah. Just like yeah. you learn from failure. So just keep putting yourself out there and you'll know that it's worth it or you know when to step back from other things and put more in, you know, but when you get, you, you just need to work. Yeah. Work. Unreal. <laughs> get your ass off the, off the couch, guys, essentially. Um, get a skin check. <clears throat> and a skin check. <laughs> um, what's the side of you that the public never sees? Uh, my chin. <laughs> Unless you buy it for a million bucks. Yes, that's the only way you'll see it. Awesome. Uh, we're winding down now. So what's some advice you can give to listeners with regards to idea generation? Uh, have you got any tips that have worked for you? Um, don't be boring <laughs> and don't be scared in brackets to ask questions um, and keep Keep, keep, keep going. Don't think that you've got there. I mean, nothing is finished. Mm. Everything lives and dies. But um, mm, and try and be slightly impartial, have a third perspective and look at ideas as if Joe Bloggs is seeing them for the first time, um, which is why it's good to put them in front of people and, Test yourself and um, read Ram's book, <laughs> How to Get a Job as a Designer Guaranteed. Uh, <laughs> and, um, yeah, I think um, be, be brave. Mm. Perfect. Uh, now, if you could travel back in time for 30 seconds to talk to your younger self, perhaps the, the Jimmy Niggles, that was graduating high school Mm -hmm. and you had 30 seconds, mate. What would you tell junior Jimmy? Uh, (laughs) This is where I'm supposed to come up with something really funny. I'll put put you on the spot. (sighs) Realistically though, what would you, what would you tell him besides where you left your special belongings? (laughs) <laughs> oh, yeah, I hid some treasure yeah. um, just uh, <laughs> under a tree. Yeah. In the um, oh. you know, did you have any insecurities at that time or, you know, any, anything that you could kind of help others tra- transitioning, I guess, you know, finding themselves or not necessarily find themselves but creating themselves and, and really oh. just, okay, here we go. Best piece of advice um, my friend gave me. Um, dearly departed one of the best blokes I've worked with in my entire life Um, make it memorable cool simple Mm -hmm. and very hard to execute but hopefully effortless yeah yeah make it memorable I love that Um, now what can we look look out for in the in the near future Let's say the six month to, to twelve month mark. Is there anything on the cards that we should get excited about? Ah, so um, we are. I know you, a lot of you might be in America, but we're celebrating beard season down under um, for the start of winter. Um, we're doing a lot of things with that, but um, I don't know. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Look forward to tomorrow. Tomorrow <laughs> is another day. We're and get a skin check. Aren't we? <laughs> Everyone listening through their earphones yeah. on the way to work. Um, cool. Um, doing things. <laughs> now, what uh, social media channels can, can people engage you on uh, that you'd like them to direct their attention to? Yeah. Um, Instagram um, at Tinder fella. No, no, that's (laughs) my my man. He's also very good. Uh, Yeah. So Beard Season um, on Instagram. On Instagram, Beard Uh, Season. Twitter, I think we're Beard underscore Season. And Facebook, 
will be beard season, but at the moment it is this is beard season. So I don't know. Cool. Search. Search. Press, double press Google. your button on your phone and go, <laughs> give me beard season and you will find. All Talk to Siri. And she'll, she'll give you the answers. Yes. Uh, mate, that's been awesome. Uh, I'm sure that everyone has enjoyed your stories, uh, you know, your, your insights, your thought processes behind uh, the five-year journey. Man, it's been five years since you started beard season. That's mm. it's incredible. Um, I, we met a good, I would say now, two and a half years ago. Um, Did you have the pleasure of working with Ram? Working with, with Jimmy, um, where, where we used to do the, the 20 push-ups if you would start to doze oh, off. So there's a little good. tip there. That's yeah. another good tip, isn't it? Start to get tired, 20 push-ups. Drop and give me 20, Jimmy Austin's would say. Instructions. And, and uh, our good friend Austin. So thanks, thanks again, uh, Mr. Beard Season himself, for joining the Giant Thinkers podcast. Mate, um, I wish you all the best. And uh, hopefully uh, we can get you connected with, with a few other people in America and, and have a successful launch over there. Thank you. Thanks, Jimmy. Cheers, mate. There we have it, guys. Thanks for tuning in. Do follow Jimmy online and Beard Season. It's a great cause. And if you enjoyed this podcast, there are plenty more top-notch guests in the pipeline. So feel free to subscribe on iTunes and share this with your family and friends. Next episode, I have a cracking guest, one of the most well-known designers in the world and one of the most awarded, including D&AD, Art Directors Club, New York and Tokyo, the Society of Publication Designers, New York and Agda, Australia. He's the founder and ECD of a well-established studio. He's even an executive committee member of D&AD, a member of Alliance Graphique Internationale Switzerland, and the list really goes on. So I'll keep the suspense. For now, do visit giantthinkers.com for more useful content, including blog posts, past episodes, and videos. And until next time, stay hungry, stay focused, and crush it. 